Long past the hour for quitting labor, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognized nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after-lodge banter. Welcome to After Lodge, I'm your never right worshipful Jason as one host. We also have Harlan After Lodge non-sensation. Are you saying that you're... You know what I just did? I just said your last name. I'm fared out. Like I said your entire name. Um, it is another fair down and my... We're like 12 seconds into the show. My brain has sunburn. I feel every hair on my head moving when it moves, and every one of them is causing me pain. Also joined by the, uh, what's your title? I don't know. It's Bruce. Something about producing. Worshipless producers. I'll take it. Uh, What's up, gentlemen? Hey, worshipless, can you, uh, can we turn that light? Down or, or off of me, I, the jungle juice, man. You told me you uh, wanted to be in the spotlight this the, show. Huh? The jungle juice, and then we have uh, oh the light, um, the racist homophobe fair director, um, who is now on a eating spree like a bear getting ready to hibernate for the winter. He expended all of his energy yesterday. He ate my candy bar and said, "Whose dark chocolate Milky Way was that?" Came in here with a bag of cookies, a box of Little Debbie's, and McDonald's, and a whole thing of ketchup that was full before he began to eat. I don't know if he's putting a sixteenth of a bottle on each fry, but that bottle is disappearing rather fast. He is uh, teaching us an object lesson by illustration of, of everything that's wrong with America. He fixed us some Philly cheesesteaks. He stole some Philly cheesesteaks out of a food truck two nights ago, and... uh my heart hasn't like felt right since like i I didn't know your heart had pain receptors but mine does um i didn't know cheese could be greasy um don't get me wrong this was delicious but it was so delicious that it was like heroin you should not be eating this your body says this is too good for it to be good for you stop doing what you're doing and i ate the whole thing um 
So I don't know how he's still walking around because I think he did that every night. And then with what he's eating now on top of that, uh, he should drop dead probably. That is uh, that is what you call an Alabama uh, brunch right there that he's got going on with the Little Debbies, the cookies, the hamburgers, uh-uh. my Milky Way candy bar that I was saving for after the show. Yep. So for those of you who uh, haven't been listening the past few episodes, uh, we did a fireworks show yeah. out in the county seat. Yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah. There were, you know, 25,000, 30,000 people. Yeah, and that, that we are all trashed. That's not true. I feel fresh as a daisy. I'm a. That's because you didn't do any work. Uh, I'll just be honest with you. Uh, Already? I got well. That's why he feels fresh as a daisy, man. It's hard work sitting under the main sponsor's tent talking to him about business deals. Yeah, sound like you're dragging Pepsi a little bit. Come on, let's get this show on the road. I'm witness. He started it. Um, He started it, didn't he? I I have not begun to pay him back for what he is owed. I'm not even going to charge him interest. What he did off the show. Yeah, that's fine. We're talking about on the show. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was uh, your standard monkey copulating with a football most of the weekend. Um, well, the rain didn't help. No. We got this big field that, that we parked was, everyone in. That was the football that the monkey was trying to mate with. And then it rained, and so we just had a giant mud pit to park thousands of vehicles in. You guys aren't doing this story justice now jason tell the whole story remember the grass was too high because they bush hogged it the first night and they didn't do it right so then we solved it and solved it and solved it and go ahead basically we thought it would be a good idea that instead of this high higher like field where cars were kind of dragging the bottom on a few pieces of weeds if we paid some money to cut the grass super short and make us roadways um then the next day it was something akin to uh, monsoon season in Southeast Asia. He is now licking the hamburger box for the <laughs> listeners at home. He, he just tilted his ha- head back and the box up to his mouth so everything that was in there fell in. I got french fries. <laughs> <laughs> he literally licked the I've inside of a Big, Mac box. a Big Mac box. That is... That's a first. Anyway, um... So we cut it super short, and then the next day it was some kind of a monsoon had rolled in, and then everywhere where the grass was short, shortly became a mud pit. People were not able to make it up uh, a one-foot incline difference anywhere on the grounds. Um, Cars were stuck everywhere. We were scrambling to reroute cars away from the mud pits and then as soon as we'd get them all moved over to the other road that didn't have mud pits they would make new mud pits and uh, it was horrendous it was fraternal mud wrestling by the end of the night um it was that's how i'm gonna remember this aside from the parking though it was relatively smooth no we made it happen you know how these relatively you know how these events go um I took the liberty of firing um, everyone except for our food guy who was involved with this event before the weekend was over. Yeah. The carnival guy was so mad instead of having a ticket booth, you had a ticket table. There was no signs. There was a table with a handwritten piece of poster board telling you how much tickets were. And we had to write it up. And the dude is sitting there I with. Yeah, the dude, like, doing the tickets, it was Bruce and Mikey, are sitting there selling the tickets, and they've got, like, 
a couple grand in a lockbox sitting on a table you said in the a middle. Lock box. It's a cardboard <laughs> box with two flaps Never on mind. it. I thought All maybe. it was was a card table, a tent, two metal folding chairs, and this shit, this cardboard box with two little flaps where anybody in any direction could have just walked up, grabbed it, and walked. And uh, I learned a very important thing about this town this weekend that we were in. Uh, I have sat down and did the math, and... Uh, Somewhere in the neighborhood of, and I'm not sure where the numbers are going to wind up falling, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 to 80% of the people who attended this event were douchebags, assholes, and or morons. Um, I have never in my life wanted to kill so many separate individuals for separate things as I wanted to this weekend. Mm. You've lived in southern Pennsylvania for a long time. I think it was the concentration. Yeah. If that makes sense, like like I'm They used, all came out of the foothills. I'm used and to converged in the yeah. county seat. Well that's for that's, these that's what it is. He's sitting up on his mountain normally yeah. looking down at him, you know. He and you encounter he's, he's not among them. Yeah. But like when I go into town for like food and such and yeast to make my shine, yeah. like I'll encounter one or two of them and I'll be able to brush it off. But it's like eating green potato chips, man. Like, you can eat green potato chips all your life, and you're going to eat that one that's going to kill you because you've just had too many green potato chips. I hit my asshole <laughs> green potato chip level Is that some yesterday. old country saying thing? Yeah, it's like a, like an urban legend. Like, you can't eat the green potato chips. Like, you know, like, sometimes there'll be a green potato chip in my yeah, bag. Yeah, Because supposedly there's some chemical in it that stays in your body forever. And you can eat green potato chips until you can't, and you'll from just die. From the potato or it's, from something I don't that know. they ate? I don't know. It's according who's telling the bullshit story. Okay. All right. Uh, the whole weekend was worth it because I got to steal the eight-passenger golf cart for an hour from our public works department, and Joy rode around shuttling people. That's all no. I wanted to do all weekend. Well, I wanted to drive a tank, but the tank guys wouldn't let me drive yeah, a I'm tank. I'm happy those, for you. Those Germans are... Me and you became saltier as the weekend went on. At one point, somebody got on the radio and said the guy isn't wanting to play uh, in the band because he has a $5,000 keyboard. And you go back on the radio where the guy's standing next to the guy in the band and say, that falls into the category of not my problem. I told the guy to put it on a memo and entitle it, not my problem, (laughs) and leave it on my desk. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying. Sorry, I worded it wrong, but... I mean, the sentiment of the statement remains the same, which is a big middle finger. Yes. Um, to F you. So, uh... <laughs> really? He ate an entire... He's, he's ate an entire box of Little Debbie's I don't now. think you all understand... And he has my Milky Way. ...how much work he did yesterday. If he did not consume 15,000 calories <laughs> by, like, 3 p.m. today, he'd just pass out. I think he's going to go to sleep the rest of the week, Probably. and this is his hibernation. As he's long like, as he can he's finish the show he passes out at the desk. Well, we had uh, we had World War II reenactors. Yeah, and, those guys uh, were super Late last cool. night, uh, everything's done, and of course our food guy brought us those tubs of jungle juice, mm-hmm. and we had all this leftover carny food. There was no way all of our guys from the lodge were going to eat all of that, so we decided to invite the reenactors over to come have a drink with yeah. us. We had some beer, have, have some carny food. So Jason takes off, goes down the whole row where all these reenactors are camped out. And he's I not, found he's two knocking sets on tanks. of them. I'm he's, not knocking He's knocking on, on trucks, wherever he can asleep. find them. The only guys that came to hang out with us were the Germans. Yeah, and they were sitting outside playing cards yeah. and passing around a flask. And I was yeah. like, instead of doing this up here, why don't you come over here and have some carny food with us and have some of this jungle juice we got, which is dangerous. Be careful. 
And the, and then I found the Allies and said, hey, you know, we're doing this over here. And they're like, like we're going to bed. They're like, no, we're going to turn in. And I'm like, what are you, Mormons? And then I drove off, and then we hung out with the Nazis for like two hours. I got to say, time. it doesn't surprise me that the Germans were a cooler group. And then, like, the commander of the Germans was one of them. And then at some point, like, after we've been talking to him, like, an hour and a half, he looks around and says, you wasn't kidding about that jungle juice because everybody here is smashed. Like, his people are smashed. We're smashed. Except for the one guy who, who didn't doesn't drink. drink. And he was telling me how he had been in Germany, like, a month ago and didn't drink there and how hard it was because in Germany, when you turn on the sink faucet, beer comes out. Like, in the bathroom. The bathroom sink, beer comes out the tap. Well, it's got alcohol in it and disinfects. That's probably better than water. Uh, no, so I'm, so you're a you you reenact a German soldier, and you don't drink alcohol. Well, and that was a, a how giant, is that historically accurate at all? That was a giant mistake, by the way, because my wife and our friend was there, and mm. they got bored with the nerd talk, so they go over to a golf cart and they went and got more slushy. They were drinking out of a 44 ounce cup, and between the two of them, they killed about two and a half of those. Um, we drink two 12-ounce cups of that, and we can't drive for a week. Yep. These two crazies drunk like 80 ounces between them, and then uh, there was some puking last night and some mm. sickness and some... That's how we do. Oh, God. Why am I doing this? That's how these events go, though, man. We get our families roped in, we work hard, and then we play hard. Or in this case, we drink hard, but... It went all right. Celebrate accordingly. It, my it my didn't big go, mistake it, of the weekend. To be fair, though, it didn't go all right, because I almost went to jail last night. Well, yeah, but you didn't, and nobody died. Some guy got assaulted and got his car rammed it and was got drug out of his car. Like, it but, was literally uh, the point where I was thinking that spending about six months in jail would be worth it. Um, I don't know. Were you involved in the guy that tried to cut in line and these other two cars rammed no, him and, like, drug no. him out of his car? And nice. the, the cop was running out there with his lights on. No, they, <laughs> they pulled him out of the car. And was going to whip him. And, I don't blame him. And, he tried to cut line. Well, they yeah, and then, like, he bumped one of their cars. Like, oh, he bumped ac- their car. Accidentally bumped, and it wasn't, like, it was another truck. Like, they just bumped bumpers. There's no damage. Just yeah. accidentally bumped it trying to squeeze in. Yeah. And then they pulled him out of his car, and, like, there was, like, seven of them who he cut in front of that was doing their best to whip him. And then the cop gets there, and he separates it. And, you know, him being him, it's late at night, and he's like, I don't even have seven pair of handcuffs. And uh, so they, he makes them shake hands like they're like they're like <laughs> middle school students. Makes them shake hands and go their separate way. And then put that dude that they were mad at. In timeout. He in the line. Time yeah, out. made him set off and put That's him in line awesome. like way behind him. <laughs> um, yeah. So there were very high tempers, you know, last night as people were leaving. There. They were pretty rude on the way in, too. Hmm. I haven't been told F you that many times since uh, ever, actually. I think I think I hit a new one-day record yesterday. And um, then when they were leaving it, it became much, much worse, except I was no longer smiling and waving as they said it. I was... I Chasing was, them? I chased one guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was my intention to kill him. Yeah. It was a whole car full of kids. The roads b- backed up, and they fishtailed right next to my four-year-old son. Uh-oh. And wife and stuff and almost hit josh's girl like came like within inches of hitting josh's girl and uh i yelled at him hey hey stop what what the hell are you doing and they gave me the finger and said i'm gone f you <laughs> not realizing that 50 traffic, feet down the road 50 feet down the road to stop. And, I, and i take off laughing or running and then i hear them laughing <laughs> and then they stop 
Right. And I got to their window and said, hey, MFR, guess who it is? And they were no longer Where'd laughing. Where'd you come from? They were no longer laughing, and uh, I've never seen anybody with crank windows rolling up four <laughs> windows so fast in all of my life. And Josh does the math as he's standing there watching me run, I hear later. He's got a beer in his hand, and he sits there watching me take after the guys that just about you know killed his girl. Right. And, and he, he goes... He can't let you chase him down by yourself. His exact words his were, shit, and he threw his beer down and took off running too. <laughs> And then when Josh got there, the little crack they had used to, to like, talk to us with now went up, too. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. Great. So this is this is the thing with the Masons in this town. That's the reputation we're going to have now as they chase down teenagers and, and I don't them. mind having the reputation that if. Teenagers run over us. Hang on. I, they weren't teenagers. They were, they were grown men. They were 23, 24, mid-20s. Uh, I don't mind having the reputation that if you almost hurt one of us. That all of us are coming after you. I don't mind having that reputation at all. I'll take that reputation. Jeez. In the meantime, I made the greatest mistake. Oh, hang on! But ever. I made I made so much fun of them outside of their car. I was like, "Get out of the car." There's two of us. There's four of you, and you guys are 22 years old. Get out of the car. What's the matter with you all? Because you know that ride home. That's all I thought about last night. Was that ride home where they're all four sitting there looking at each other like I can't? What did you I mean, do? And then the guy in the passenger seat who I never, like, actually addressed is like, man, you guys are you guys are wimps. You should have got out of the car. There's just two of them. We could have took them. And they're like, I didn't hear you saying nothing. Like, I can just imagine how they're all just, like, refusing to talk about this event for the rest of their lives because they all just pussed out. Great. Uh, it was a long weekend. Mm-hmm. I keep seeing a picture of Jason Blart, the parking cop. <laughs> That's got to look like the mall cop. <laughs> well, I can tell you what. That's what they thought at first until I got down there and they saw the crazy in my eye. Because I told the guy in the back seat when he started running his mouth, I'll put you in the hospital. Get out. And then he wrote up his window and no longer had anything to say. Well, normally at these events, you've got like the little what, Annie Fran, you know, the little kids, and they just got the little flashlight. Right. And so, and so people are used to saying things like that to people. You know, hey, screw you. I don't, I'm not listening to you. They're used to all that. Then they say it to Jason. <laughs> it was just the straw, dude. Like, yeah. that was the straw. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you got close to my four-year-old kid acting like a jackass. What you probably did, though, is you saved dozens, if not hundreds. That's what I'm saying. Is next time they go to an event, they're going to be, yes, sir, no, yes, sir. Because exactly. this dude could, could wild out on me and almost kill me and beg me to get out of the car so he can kill me. They're going to be the most polite <laughs> people in the parking attendant. <laughs> right, right, right. Going to the airport and, you know, going through the... Yes, sir. Where would you like to be? Oh, no, sir. No, sir. Three dollars. Where, Where do you want me to park? He said, what are you going to do? Call the cops on me. He's like, you. I said, we ain't going to need them by the time they can get here. Get out. <laughs> and then another guy uh, who cut in front of line, and I went out there and asked him what he was doing because he was cutting up the middle of the field. <laughs> that was the JPM song. Well, that was later. He was. He did that like 30 minutes later. And I walked in there and I said, man, what are you doing? Like, you see the lines. Like, I can't. Like, there's a mud hole here. That's why no cars are coming through here. Did you just think you were special? And he started yelling at me about how long he'd been sitting in traffic. I said, there's four roads out of this town. you got 20,000 people trying to use the same four roads. By cutting around here, all you're doing is screwing over other people. And he starts yelling at me. And uh, anyway, I, I said, well, you know, you wanted to be special. Now you will be special because I'm going to stand in front of you and you're going to be the last one to leave. You're going to get the award for the last one out of this parking lot. <laughs> And he said, you can't stop me. And I said, do you want to get out and find out? Because I hope that woman can drive this van. <laughs> and he took off his seatbelt 
and opened his door, and I said the stupidest thing I've ever said in my life out of pure anger, which was, bring it, MFR. And he shut his door and put his seatbelt back on. And that is the. If somebody said that to me. I believe that worked. Well, I That's think it was. Absurd. It, was, it wasn't the, the words, it was the crazy. You didn't hear the whole story, though. See, now Jason's building this up. But the guy was driving a minivan. Okay, now how bad? He was. How he was driving a minivan. True. And he was older. He was but like 60-something. Like the the point is that he was going to get out until Jason said that last line. And that's just, if somebody like said that to me, off, like I wouldn't be able to fight. that. Like That would be a valid way to disarm me because I'm not going to be able to fight you after yeah. you say, bring it, MF, because I'm going to be laughing at exactly. you. Did you do the finger thing? Did you do I did. I threw my hands up and said, bring it, MF. <laughs> Because he's undoing his seatbelt and opening his door, and I'm like, let's roll. I don't care. I'm fighting somebody. It might as well be you. And then he puts his seatbelt back on and shuts his door, and I'm like, did that really? Yeah, I said that. That come out of That's what come out of my mouth. And then he leans out the window and wants to have the rest of the argument. I was like, no, we're done. We've already settled this. He got back into his minivan. <laughs> Puts his seatbelt back on is my favorite part. But had, had, had to drop his head with his wife. <laughs> right. No, his that, wife. That, that his, was probably a more uncomfortable then, ride Then home. his wife, his 60-year-old wife, is then yelling and egging it on, and he's like now trying to hush her up. He's like, just, just, <laughs> he's crazy. He's really going to fight me. From now on, anytime that man and his wife have an argument, she's just going to say, bring it, mf <laughs> He won't even be able to do anything. And then another one comes down the middle of the field like 20 minutes later. And so I walk out there with my head cocked sideways like I don't understand what's happening. Like a dog that's confused. And I walk up to him and I'm like, what are you doing, man? And then the guy rolls down the window and it's our junior past master's son. The guy that did security for us all three nights. And I'm like, are you just trying to make my life hard? And then he gets up to the exit and stops in the middle of the mud hole after I told him three times, do not stop once you get past this point. And, I, and he's stuck now. And I just look at him. I was like, did I do something to you this weekend where you just hate me? What's going on here? And then we got him out. But still. Uh, we got a lot of cars out. There were a lot of stuck cars. I pushed my fair share of cars. Especially yeah. on Friday. Oh, God, yeah. We, we had like two guys out in the field whose only job it was was to go push cars out of the mud. Mm-hmm. Somehow I, I got roped into that for a little while. Good. And then I found someone else. Good. I'm too important to be pushing cars. Because mm-hmm. you were the... Uh, you were the bear director. Yeah, I mean, you I had the you know shuttle he driver. No, here's here's what Harley wanted. Harley was the fair director, like Junior Soprano was the head of the family, just so he could <laughs> take the fall if there was a fall that needed to be taken, because Tony was the fair director. No, 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 no. no. He had the floppy hat. And he walked around telling people what to do, and everybody come to him to ask him about stuff. There Unless a, there was a problem, then they sent him to Harlem if they were mad. Handing on I was yes, watching like in, in the, the quiet table. time. We we look over and, and Tony's sitting there with his floppy hat, giving orders into the radio. Mm-hmm. But I got my radio in my pocket. Mm-hmm. There's nothing coming through that radio. He's just <laughs> no. Anytime somebody was happy or somebody you know wanted to talk to you know one of us, they talked to Tony. But if there was a problem where they were like super mad. Tony would be quick to tell him, no, 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 I'm not the fair director. That's Harlan. You can go over there and talk to Harlan. It's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. His name's already Tony. I mean, I mean, Harlan was, yeah, Harlan was the, the fall guy. Soprano. Yeah, okay. I got it. Right. I, I don't remember my analogy from five minutes ago. I didn't know. You didn't acknowledge it, so. All right. I nodded my We're head. Yeah, it was nonverbal acknowledgement. But the, uh, this is a radio show. First sure. in a lifetime opportunity for me is, is we had these World War II reenactors out there. Mm-hmm. And you know, around here, you can find those old Sherman tanks like everywhere. They're like they're, they're, at every library. We use them as monuments for libraries. Yeah, 
I have seen a panzer in a museum up on blocks a couple times. But I have never seen one rolling around or, or actually in action. Now, this was the smaller panzer. This it wasn't was. the big panzer. And it was still intimidating as hell. Yeah. Like, I've got a whole new view on the Polish when they saw thousands of those rolling down the streets. If I had seen that, I would have just come out with my hands up, too. <laughs> like, it, it was, it was German was over-engineering when it comes to a tank. I mean, these things would climb up walls, go through buildings. We, we could take out the engine on one of them. And the Germans would just smile and wave as they fired up the other engine and kept going. <laughs> like you couldn't stop these tanks, right? So I, I'm admiring like like this this tank. I've never seen one moving. And I, I'd been talking to some of the German guys, and they were playing it up. And, and I, I have this this view of history that the only way that we were able to outdo those particular tanks was because we could make ten of them for every one the Germans had. Yeah. And the Germans guys were nodding, you know, they approved it. At some point, I went to talk to the captain of this outfit to thank him for coming and so on at the end of the evening. And, of course, he's on the Allied side. And I, I happened to be talking about how, how cool it was to see a Panzer rolling around. And then I made that statement about the Panzer being technologically superior to the Sherman in just about every respect. And it's just a <laughs> testament to American to ingenuity. The- Allied commander. I did. Who was driving said Sherman in the battle. So he says to me... Yeah. Hold on there, high speed. And he turns around and you know, just starts. You know when somebody says "Hold on, high speed," you're you've done you've done goof. Awesome. You have done. The consequences will never be the so, same if somebody says to you a, "Hold I mean, on, high speed." That's a nickname speed. you use for nobody older than twelve. That's like when you. So, it's like when you're talking to like he's like looking at Harlan now. Like well, he's a ten year old boy who right, like yeah. read like a, a pop up book about <laughs> right. World War II. It's the 1940s equivalent of "Bring it on, MFR." That's right. Right. Pretty much, yeah. So, so then I'm just standing there, my face is turning red, and I'm just hanging my head as he schools me in the the fuel gaskets and the steering column differences in these tanks. And I'm thinking, like, I, I, I'm a dumbass. I just I just tried to engage in, in a World War II history debate with World War II reenactors. Well, I'm a dumbass. Well, here's why he knows about dumbass. the steering column and the and the. Because ga- he's the guy that's got to fix it when it <laughs> Yeah, breaks. he's had to fabricate all of that stuff from because they ain't making new tank parts, believe so, it or not. So, hold on. Here, we're missing the important thing, though. What did he tell you? What what part of those tanks were better? Harlan uh, was too busy worried about how much of an idiot he just made himself look like <laughs> yeah, that they really was. pay attention. Basically, the whole time the guy was talking. Well, no, he ended up saying stuff. the same thing that we'd been talking about all night. It was just, he did it with technically correct points where I was just generalizing. But it boiled down to the Panzer was, uh, he was using the car analogy, which is why I started using it. The Panzer was the Mercedes-Benz of tanks, but that Sherman was the Chevy S10 of tanks. And so, yeah, the Panzer was faster, had better guns, and it just performed better in, in every technical metric. It was finicky as hell, and they broke down all the time. And, and they were very fragile, you know, as far as technical components. They were armored to the teeth. Whereas those Shermans, you could patch them together with duct tape and chewing gum and get them back on the battlefield in 10 minutes because they were, they were like, it was the Ford but way you, of building But back you need then. 10, of, 10 of them against that Panzer because that Panzer, whenever you were lining up to shoot the Panzer, he's already went around behind you and shot you in the ass five times. Well, yeah, but that's a big... So you... You blew up 12 of them. That's fine. We'll have 100 off the boat next week because we had the factories over here just cranking them out where it took a lot of engineering time to roll out one of those Panzers. Yeah. So uh, it, my point still stands. We we outproduced the German army. That's... Yeah. It's kind of amazing when you think about it because they were fighting on the defense. They're in their backyard, and we, we're bringing that stuff over there. The logistics that we were able to pull off. 
But I, but here's I, the coolest thing they had out there. They had a lot of really super cool stuff. Here's the coolest thing they had out there. They had a 1939 BMW motorcycle with a sidecar that had authentic um, like license plating on it and painting. And it had a machine gun mount on it, but they didn't have the machine gun for the sidecar. And the dude riding it was wearing a pair of 1940s goggles with an SS uniform, and he rode that thing all over the place all weekend long, mm-hmm. and it was the coolest thing to see rolling down the road. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yep. We found out after the Germans came to hang out with us that all of the all of the Nazi jokes that you guys have been cracking all week, <laughs> they, they didn't get them or think they were funny, because they're like, man, we're just... We're just armor reenactors. We don't get into the politics. You notice there were no SS black uniforms with the lightning bolts and the... Well, the dude was wearing the... The, the one dude on the motorcycle was wearing the gray SS yeah. uniform, the gray wool one. And it had the SS tabs on the collar. There were zero know. swastikas. I was kind of disappointed in that for the sole purpose of... Everyone was asking why there wasn't a Civil War reenactment this year. And so I thought it was funny to tell them, well, given the recent controversy surrounding the hmm. flying of the Confederate flag... We thought we would dispense with that and bring out some swastikas instead. <laughs> what I was trying to tell them whenever they were telling me that they didn't want to do that because it's going to offend people, yeah. I was like, what you guys are doing is a museum in action. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a museum to where you can see what this stuff would have looked like, and instead of looking at it in a museum where it's static and not moving, you're seeing what this stuff actually did, how it actually worked. Yeah. The actual German stuff had swastikas on it. I know. Y'all should have them on there, too. You're not supporting the swastika. You're saying, this is what a German tank looked like fighting this tank this is mm-hmm. you know this is what if you were there that's what you would have seen as opposed to what they had which was not swastika i mean they had them in the amphitheater rolling around tearing up the grass and the cannons were going off and you know shaking the ground for miles around it was, it was very loud it was as close as you can get without having different people's body parts flying through the air but that was yeah that was my I mean, whole that, point that's, is, it was yeah when you see those two tanks fighting each other in that situation mm-hmm. you're seeing what it would have looked like if you were in a building watching it happen i don't see why you wouldn't it, it's a museum no uh, and they had the cool colored gas to mark the uh, vehicles that got blown did. up no it went off really well i mean we had a big crowd response there were people there were people that came out to watch that they didn't care about the the huge no. fireworks show that, no, that happens brought, every year they just came to see that then yeah. they went home they had their own fireworks there were a lot of people that came on the ground solely for that and i never saw them show up for the civil war like, yeah. they would watch the Civil War because they were there. But, I mean, I had probably 50, 60 people that that was their question as they come in. Where is the World War II stuff? And then they said, oh, y'all are doing other stuff here, too? Yeah. Yeah, it went off really well. I got to stand, like, 10 feet from the machine gun nest the whole time. That was awesome. Hmm. Yeah, it was a little painful in the ears after about two minutes. Well, but yeah, yeah but I didn't get to see it. I got to watch both the 2 o'clock show and the 5 o'clock show, mm. and they were both really good shows. Um, what The funny thing to me was the Panzer tank. When they, when they moved them away from there and they just had them in the static display, did you all notice that, like, I don't know, you talk about the engineering, that, that every time Harlan would walk up and down or he'd be on the golf cart and go by. He'd shiver a little bit? The, no, that the tank would, I, you could see the tank like do a little, you know, it would it would rev up and, and the machine gun turret would just like follow it would, Harlan. It would stand at attention. I don't, I don't know if it now, had like a Judar or. It was my people that developed the technology for that tank. Okay, All right? sure thing, yeah. That's my, ironic. What? You're kind of like, I wish I hadn't invented that. Well, here, here's, here's the thing that I don't think they got about us is every time we spoke to them and we made a Nazi joke or uh, or Harlan's a Jew joke, I don't think they got it. I think they were just, we were just being like redneck assholes. Yeah. 
and, and eventually, like last night when we were drinking, I'm like, no, he's really a Jew. I want him to walk around in like striped pajamas with a star on his arm. <laughs> I'll really tattoo him so it's super authentic, and you guys can like have him as a prisoner to like haul your food or something. And then they're just like looking at me like, "Are you okay?" Now you've been joking all weekend, right? Like this is all. I'm just now figuring out you're not serious. Like, yeah, dude. What? Of course. Explains why they were avoiding you, <laughs> well, yeah. Jason. Did you see like the way the Panzer well, came yeah. out during the uh, during the uh, well, both of the reenactments? The Panzer came out at one point, <laughs> and there was like two tanks set up. And when they seen the Panzer come out, it was really neat. The tanks, the Allied tanks, actually went like, "Oh heck, there's a Panzer!" Turned around and left, and went back around this hill. And then the Panzer pulled up, and I don't know if you've seen that, but it was really neat the way you seen the tanks retreat when they seen the Panzer. Mm-hmm. No. Did you notice that? No, because you know I wasn't there. No. You were there when, when my daughter came out, though, and I picked her up, and I was walking around showing her the oh, different war stuff, armored, and they uh, had that truck, armored yeah. truck there, and I walk over there, and, I, and she's pointing at it like, oh, look at it, and Jason screams from across the parking lot, get that Jew baby away from that Nazi truck. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the old guy sitting on the top of the that truck's happened. like, what? What? <laughs> that He's just some old dude, man. He's just hanging out on the top of his truck. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that happened. I like how they had the uh, SS markings on it, but not a uh, not a SWAT sticker. Like, yeah, they use the cross for everything. And, yeah, the well, the SS is the SS is offensive. kind of offensive too in the same it's manner. It's, it's just not, not as recognizable. recognizable to people that aren't interested in history, and to the ones that are, they wouldn't care about the swastika. But so it it seemed like a nice compromise. Mm. I mean, they've got a tough job depending on where it is they go. Like, if those reenactors go to the right parts of New York, I think the political sensitivities are much higher than they are here in southern Pennsylvania. I don't know. It just feels to me like you can't look at it as these dudes are glorifying that. They're showing you you how the equipment worked and what it looked like. I was talking to the the German commander about this because we we had this issue with Civil War reenactors here. Where you can't find Union soldiers in this here Union well, now that's state different. for anything. They are glorifying. And you've got these guys carrying around the stars and bars, screaming about how the South will rise again. Like These guys aren't just reenactors. They're, they're, they're true believers. They're practicing. And so I was asking them, because I was telling them, like, you know how the Confederate reenactors got like true believers. You guys you guys got any like true believers hiding out over there? And he's like, no, when we find those, man, they're gone. I mean, they, they show up, but we get rid of They're real easy to recognize with their Hitler underwear. And the shaved head uh, and the Doc Martin boots. No, we... we he was talking about how they they just they they don't let them participate, but apparently there are a lot of true believers that try to get into the World War II reenactments. I can believe it, and and well, it's just for the yeah. for the cool Nazi gear. That's the only reason they're there. They don't really no, want to. I mean, they're they're true believers in national socialism, and and they they they're going around the set just like the Confederate reenactors. You know, the 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 Nazis will rise again, and uh, yeah, I think the German guys were way sensitive about that. They were. And, but they were way cooler than that. Oh, they came guys. and hung out with us, man. The, the well, allies I mean, just went to bed. Think about it, though. You, you kind of have to be to want to play that role. To want to be the bad guy. The, I mean, the losing German yeah. side in they're this the, battle. They're the kind of guys you, that, that you, play you the horde in World of Warcraft or, right. or the right. Darth right. Vader fascinated people. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't the, think they ever get to win a reenactment either. I feel like in America, like you're always going to have to have the allies win. I don't think you can... Like, let them have this one, Bob. And you know that when you take the role. Yeah. 
Well, but no, they were cool guys. They were much less finicky than the uh, Civil War reenactors. And uh, no, they were. I mean, they cool. just came out. They had a good time. They were happy to be there. And you know, the Civil War guys always set up a camp where they were supposed to be living at and stuff. And at ten o'clock, you saw them all leaving for hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. These guys were sitting out there playing cards, passing around, passing around a flask, still in like period outfits. Oh, did you walk by the camp with? Well, you went up with those three German guys, right? When they were playing cards, passing the flask. Yeah, I went up there to get them. They yeah. were. When I walked by, they were like talking to each other. But if you stop and listen, they were talking in German. Yeah, yeah, they were. Like, when they I they all up. speak fluent German, and they're that's like awesome. telling jokes and stuff, like like in <laughs> German. So the crowd that's leaving, like after the fireworks, they're walking by these camps, and there's these German soldiers up there, like cracking jokes and playing cards yeah. and speaking German. <laughs> when I went up there, they're like there was nobody on the grounds except for like a few of us, and they were still speaking German to each other. And then I found out that like most of those guys were in the army and lived in Germany with the army, and that's where they learned their German and all that stuff. So, so next year, Tony, we need to get uh, some Pacific Theater stuff out there. I want to see a zero. I've never even seen one in a museum. You're the fair director, so you just set it up, buddy. I don't feel like Pacific Theater uh, stuff. Well, I don't think, I don't well think this here. is going to work because he just called you the fair director, which means he knows this is going to be a colossal failure that somebody's going to you know yeah, catch I some know, crap I over. Know. That's why you're the fair director in this case. The the huge Japanese American population here in Southern Pennsylvania would 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 protest or something. Right? Well, there was an Asian guy, and I had a moment of accidental racism. I was. Uh, Are you talking about their field reporter, the guy with the yeah. camera that was running around? I, I don't know. I didn't see the reenactment. The reenactment. Asshole. They've got a. They've got an Asian guy, and he ran around. He didn't have a gun. Like he's running around with a camera, like just like a, a field photographer would have done back then. But he's actually got like a nice Dyson camera. He's taking the shots during the reenactment, yeah. so he's reenacting a field photographer. But he's also really taking shots that they use in their marketing and scrapbooks and oh, whatnot. That's cool. Uh, but he was an Asian guy, of but- course. And then I asked, uh, I knew one of the guys because he lives in this area. And then I asked him, I was like, uh, is there going to be a Japanese part to this? I thought it was just Americans. <laughs> <in the country." laughs> and he was like, oh, no, that dude's just a guy, man. And I was like, thank God I know you and didn't ask him. <laughs> well, and then at some point we had, like during the second reenactment, Bruce is up there and I walked up to talk to him about something. I turn around and there's a guy in Revolutionary War garb, like walking around watching the Wildly World War II out of place. <laughs> I was like, I don't think you belong here. Well, it was the Fourth of July. He wasn't out of place at the event. He was just out of place in that part of the event. I still say that we ought to turn this also into a Trekkie convention, and then we could have this, the World War II going on, and then have some Trekkies show up. And you go yeah, over awesome. the other side of the, the hill, Germans and you have the, the Enterprise and. Somebody else fighting? I mean, we could set up, like, yeah, we could set up the stage. We could have the Klingons versus the Confederacy and, you know, Revolutionary War. And we could have a whole they, bunch they of what have, ifs. Like, one Klingon. They, they, have to, they have to fight the, the Nazis, so you got the, uh, the yeah. American Rebellion fighting the Nazis. <laughs> a bunch of what ifs. Like, what have, if this army fought that army? We don't have the budget for an air show to bring in the zeros and stuff. So what if we did this? What if we made up some, like, little cardboard zeros? And put them Japanese on sticks? People, and just let them, like, run <laughs> across the field, and then they could throw out, like, firecrackers as bombs. Just, no, I thought would be, we would just... Just a call out to the no, Seattle no, 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 Shriner. I hope kites. you're listening. Give them this. all kites, and we then would, when they get to wherever they're going, they'll just bring the kite down. That would be our low-altitude mm. low, our low air show. Nothing. No, I think you just put. I just think you put the planes on it, like a cardboard cut out of a plane on a stick, and run around with it, making making noises as you run. How awesome would that be down in that field, though? A bunch of 
uh, Far Easterners with Far the Easterners. That's <laughs> somehow that sounds more racist than like. I really hope the Seattle something Clint Eastwood says, so he can call out someone else. But it had the little wings. The, it was the way he said it. He like said Far Eastern with disdain. He was like Far Eastern. You can have the kamikazes running into like we'd have a, a fake battleship over here. That had to run into the battleship and kaboom and fall over. We can do this. I, I'm out. I think the reenactors will believe you're not taking it seriously enough for their liking. I believe they might think you're poking a little fun at them. Where do the Klingons fit in? He's not sure. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was a look of confusion. What's a what's a Klingon? He's building this. Did I I not wipe good enough? (laughs) He's building this plane as he as he flies it, so to speak. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So. uh, All in all, we uh, it worked out well. People came in. Nobody died. Nobody we raised, died. Uh, we raised we a lot that. of money for the thing. Well, at least I hope we did. I saw a lot of people buying stuff. I haven't got all the numbers in yet. But, I mean, uh, we sold out of tickets. At one we point, did sell we out were of out of tickets. tickets. Yeah. Well, the first night, rain, rain, rain. Horrible. Feels no. wet, muddy. No, it didn't no, rain that, that was, night. It that did rain the toward the end of the night, though. Oh, after yeah. we were done. Yeah, toward it started the, raining it, a little but bit. But it looked, it had been raining all day, and then it looked like it was going to rain some more. So the field's already muddy going in. Okay, it was already it was damp. Damp. It hadn't rained a ton. It didn't, but, didn't rain like it did on and Friday. It, and it looked like it at any moment it was going to just open up. So there were thunderstorms in the area. Yeah. So, Never got to us. So Thursday night that really affected the crowd. Friday night freaking downpour the whole thing. So again affected the crowd. So nobody's prepared for what's going to happen around six o'clock, seven o'clock on Saturday night. You run out of tickets. You run out of. Oh, and you forgot to talk about the uh, beer license. What? I don't, what do you mean? That's not... I mean, our, our food guy just didn't have all his right paperwork. He had so it, just he, didn't have it with yeah, him. Yeah, he had to go like get it from his house or wherever we he had it. We paid big money for the band, and for the first hour, hour and a half, while the crowd's there, we can't sell beer. Oh, we paid way <laughs> too much money for that yeah, man. I mean, we had to bust these guys up from but Nashville. But it didn't matter. There and, wasn't enough people yeah. there to... I mean, even if you were selling at that point, it wouldn't have been enough to make up for what we paid him. No, I think that act they was bought. that act was too big for. Uh, I think for what that we were act for was a little podunk show. No, here's the thing: that act was too big for our thing, or not big enough. He was right there in the middle where some people really know him, but it's not like uh, I got to go see this. It's free. He's popular enough where he's going to draw like thirty yeah. people. Well, no, the, the people that did come, I mean, they didn't care about the weather. They were like fanatical right. yeah. fans. Yeah. They heard this guy was coming, and it, the parking didn't matter, the rain didn't matter. They were coming to see this concert. That's what I'm saying. But, but there were was only like, like 30 20, of them. thirty of them. Yeah, no, there not, were there were a couple not, hundred not, people. Mm, now, if we would have paid the same yeah, amount man. of money for somebody that had a one hit wonder in 1998, I think we would have had a much bigger crowd because everybody was like, I know that name. You know, people that don't pay attention to music. People that were in high school whenever that was popular and stuff like that. That was just way too much money to pay for that dude. It was. I mean, I'm not saying he's not worth it. I'm just saying it he wasn't worth for it our us. event. Meh. It worked out. No, it didn't. It I mean, did. that part didn't. Oh. I mean, life went on. I mean, he showed up. He played some music. We'd already paid him. I mean, <laughs> right. So. And all day when it's looking like rain, we're discussing whether we're going to exercise his rainout clause. And I think the general consensus was no. We'll get up on stage with him, pull up some chairs, and we'll. I hope he's taking requests. Just we're going to have him playing like old McDonald He'll and do silly an stuff. Acoustic solo session with the with the lodge guys. I'm like at this point, it's old McDonald, just because you're a dancing monkey. 
Nah. So, uh, yeah. It's another fair. This is the last fair for, for 2015, folks. So, uh, Gone and done. There won't be any more episodes that are, you know, mostly fair stuff. Uh, we were talking about doing an ice cream social here in a couple weeks. <laughs> we do have a lot of we got a lot of ice leftover cream. Ice, we cream. Have a lot of ice cream. We we had the, our our tourism department out selling twenty five cent ice cream cones because it's a thing they've done at this fireworks show every year. And when we took it over, we couldn't like tell them they can't. So they come out and they set up their big tent Shh. and they're selling this ice cream. Don't 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 say anything else. What? But don't tell the story. Store. The deal is, they sell ice cream up to a certain point to, to where they decide to quit selling ice cream, yeah. but then they tell everybody that they they're told out everyone of they're ice sold cream. out. So I'm about to get mauled by an angry mob, and then I'm like, "Sorry, guys, they're 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 sold out. They're sold out." And about that time, somebody comes over my radio, which is turned on <laughs> max volume in my pocket, in this angry crowd of people talking about where are we going to stow these uh, leftover thirteen <laughs> five gallon tubs of ice cream. And I, I just took off. I had to. I had to go. I, sorry, folks. I got an emergency. I got to deal with. I'm gone. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I think that's one thing we have to work out on the radio too. So, you have to keep in mind that whoever you're talking to may be standing next to other people. So when you're some of the things we say on the radio, we, we see, probably that's, that's why I play it safe and just don't carry a radio or don't answer. <laughs> We thought Jason was dead for about three hours. <laughs> call, call, call and check on Jason. I'm not calling him. You call and check on Jason. I'm not calling him. In the meantime, we don't realize that Jason's so far in the back, we can't hear his radio. And he's back here saying, please bring me some water. <laughs> Can I have some water, please? I, uh, <laughs> that was true. I stood up there in that area, running in between cars, running in parking cars from 10 a.m. yesterday is when I first started doing that stuff. Till uh, nine forty-five uh, last night, without a break, I peed once for, and that was it. And, <laughs> and he just peed. He didn't go anywhere. To do it. He just peed. I, I hopped on a golf directing cart. Traffic. A guy come down there on a golf cart, and I said, "Give me that golf cart. Tell these people to go to here." And then I ran with the golf cart to the bathroom I could see peed came back he took his golf cart and left again uh during the hottest part of the day you all forgot about us it was me and a friend of mine and amy's out there and we didn't have water for just about three hours and we're out there dying and uh just running non-stop both of us ran non-stop and the longer that goes on i'm like they all know i'm up here they all know that they can't hear me Yet nobody's concerned about it. I guess when people stopped coming in is when you ought to be like, maybe we ought to go check on Jason because it's a, it's a big cluster and nobody's coming in anymore. Personally, I assumed you would have called. If I did something, but the radio wasn't working and everybody knew that. Is my point. Most of the people on I golf mean, carts I knew mean, that me, they couldn't me, hear me. Do you have a phone? Oh, my phone. Pocket? My phone was dead. Well, mm. so was his Bo- wife's and his. The thing is, though, you so was my what? Anybody else? Who? Whoever else was there. None of them had phones? Jazz is the only one out there, and, and no. She left. The thing is, you had two radios you could have used, because you had the other police No, I radio. didn't, because at some point I hit a button on that, and I was on you the, the local op- cops channel. Yeah. I was hearing them arrest people and shit, and then I turned it off because I was worried there's a button on that radio that tells you an officer's in trouble, 
and I was worried about having the entire police department on top of my head wanting to find out where the dead officer was. So what you're so telling I just me turned it off is is in this here military command structure that we developed. You, <laughs> sir, were the commanding officer of the parking division, mm. and your people went without water in the hottest part of the day for three hours. I'm glad it's funny to y'all. I, I'm, I I didn't stop, dude. Like y'all, like I heard about you. I, I'm like, where is so and so? Where's so and so? And then I heard that you all were up front eating in pizza. Charge of parking. You're in charge of these people's well being. I didn't have any pizza till it was closed. Yeah, we were eating pizza. I, at, I like, didn't have a bite eleven thirty until, until after the event. I stopped and got a corn yeah. dog. That's like why I kept calling saying, "How is the traffic?" Because I was setting up because we had that tub of food at the end of the event. We had a tub of food. And that's why I wouldn't let anybody touch that tub of food until Jason got up there. Because I said he's probably going to be hungry and thirsty. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you were back there with me last year. You know what it's like back there. It, that's extremely hard work. Except instead of starting at what time it started last year, it started like four hours earlier this year where I had to be in that lot. All jokes and aside. And it was, it, was, it was, dude, it was extremely harsh and hard. And then, like, I see like other members of my group driving their wife to their car and I'm hollering at them and they just keep on going. And I'm like, okay. So as long as I do it, it's fine. Nobody's concerned about it. For the After Lodge listeners, and this is from the heart, if you all seen how hard these three guys worked, Bruce was in the uh, ticket booth and he had to deal with all the mar- all the parents the mo- in the ticket booth all day long. I mean, why aren't you doing this? Why don't you? How much is it? Bro? The he website deal- says wristbands <coughs> go on sale at three, and now it says here they don't go on sale till five. Exactly. So you dealt with all you that. You need to be fired. Okay. And well, you, you stayed bye. there. You took care of it. Did a fantastic job, Jason. Gosh, if you guys seen how hard this guy worked. I mean, from the very start of the fair to the very end of the fair. The guy did not let up. He did not miss a beat. Uh, and he was, I mean, just so focused on that, on that position to make sure he kept people safe. He got them in and got them out as, to, to the best of his ability. Was this before or after he started assaulting them? Uh, well, Daring. To okay. be fair, I was still being nice to him until they endangered my four-year-old's life. And then... Had also talked really bad to my wife because my wife took her first day of vacation to stand in the middle of a hot ass field all day long to help us. And these ungrateful people are telling her to do very bad things. And uh, I can say that to my wife, but you can't. And then Harlan. Harlan was just like the man everywhere. Everywhere you turned around, he was taking care of an issue. He was taking care of a problem and kind of the glue that held the whole thing together. So you guys, my hats are off to you. You guys did one hell of a job. Fantastic. And thank you. Thank you. I don't, I we didn't don't know do this for you. I don't, I've, I've never heard Mike non-sarcasm from we didn't, Tony. We didn't, so I don't, that, that no, that's really still sarcasm. Sarc- we, that we, didn't, not, we didn't do this for you. That is no I don't need your thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank him back, Harlan. Thank you from the community. Thank you from the lodge. Thank you from the trial club. Thank you from... Most people don't know how hard you all worked out there. The other guys... Now, what's going to happen is the other people are going to come into the lodge and they're going to say we make money. Say we made five grand, two grand, whatever. I don't even know if we did. Mm -hmm. But they're going to come in and then everybody's going to say, now, what do you mean you spent $200 on this or what? And you just want to be like, really? Right. <laughs> as hard as these guys worked, they get to say how to spend the money. The worst part is, 
is in my hot pursuit of a car full of douchebags, I lost one of our radios. And I got really upset about losing this $30 radio. And then I decided, nope, worth it. All right, but it's over. So let's uh, let's move on. The problem is we can't replace that one radio because they came in a set move of on, 10 Harlan. and they don't make those anymore. Move okay. Well, on. I guess I'll pay for 10 radios. It's over. We should move on to something or another. Uh, this has been an object some lesson Masonic topics. for our listeners. This, this has all been a Masonic topic. We did this as a lodge, man. There's lots of ways we to We got raise out. We celebrated Independence Day. That happened. There's lots of ways to raise funds. This is probably not the best. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the, use, the no. best use of your time and resources. No. no. You guys just stick with the pancake breakfast using the recipe we've shared on the After Lodge podcast. Uh, well, yes. now, here's my question. You were uh, telling everybody last night you were going to come after me on the show. So... Uh-oh. Are you not going to do that? Have you changed your mind? What's well, you told him on? to come at you, and he changed his mind. Once come I heard the story about you and the uh, the 420-somethings and the hosts, I'm rolling my window up. I'm sitting over here in my corner, and I'm done. <laughs> He's still I, got a spark of crazy in that eye. I, that is, I mean, that is not a joke. If that dude would have got out of that car, I would have hurt him as bad as I possibly could have with my bare hands. That is... I just it, that was the he was going to get a whipping for all the people that should have got it all weekend long and sorry but you're the one that messed with my kid last night after the event it closes down the event ends at midnight but then it takes another 30 to 45 minutes to get everybody gone then you're tearing down all the stuff and so at basically 2.30 in the morning these three guys have been working so hard all day long and they're still fully wired that is the perfect time to kind of poke them a little bit because you don't have to poke very hard. Tony, every time is the perfect time for you. <laughs> and so I'm telling Jason, I'm really going to get you on the show tomorrow, but I can't do it. These guys work so hard. Uh, I'll do that in the next. Just, I was going to say, just save it for a couple weeks. We'll, we'll, we'll let that one rest for a little bit. All right. And then Jazz is sitting there at the table, and you're still making fun of me in other ways, talking about other things, but still using it to make fun of me. And she is so drunk, she doesn't realize you're making fun of me because she's trying to take up for me like 30 <laughs> seconds before. Tony's still making fun of me, but in her, you know, slushy of death addled brain. She doesn't understand okay, that he's okay. joking. She's just having a regular conversation with him and laughing at what he's saying, not realizing he's poking fun at me. And then I'm right. like, hey, hey, drunk. He's making fun of me. And she's like, oh, yeah, sorry, you're an asshole. Okay, one thing, one thing. <laughs> this isn't this isn't anything bad or anything. Really making fun of you. It's just what the situation was. We have an option for parking. The front field, which is the big field, which is right next to the event, you can go up there and park, which puts you really close. But it's a really, really muddy field, okay? You're going to have to four-wheel it to get through I there. didn't say that. I said if you go where the Explorers tell you to go, you're 90% no, I'm sure just not going to No, I'm just telling the listeners the situation. that. So that was one option people had. The other option is they could park further away in the soccer fields, which was much firmer ground, but they would have to walk. And so Jason, being the kind so that he is, as cars would come in, he would try to explain this to him. 
Well, you and he did a fantastic job. I teased him last night about how he was giving everybody too many options. He did a fantastic job. I didn't give him two options. I gave him three options, and there was 150 questions about tanks and fireworks and everything else. Well, that was what I was going to say. Jason tried to do it very quickly, and and as soon as he would tell them what the options are, they'd say, "Now, uh, what time is the World War II reenactment? Or what time did the ride start? Or when are you shooting off the fireworks? What time?" Dude, move along, move along. And so Jason's trying to answer these questions while the cars behind him are piling up. And what was funny, though, is the one option was you could park in the soccer field. And so Jason would have his back to these people while he's talking to the next car. And wherever he to- the people told that car to go, as soon as Jason turned his back and Jason wasn't watching that car, that car, that, that dude did whatever he wanted. He was like, screw you, he's not looking. And so Jason would have to turn around and look at this car and say, hey, nobody, over here, over here. While the car, while the person driving the car was saying, now what time do you say the reenactment was going? Dude, come over here. Okay, the reenactment's going to be at 2 o'clock and at 5 o'clock. Well, I well, had, what time do you have an ATM machine on right. site? Uh, I mean, it, you had to see the whole thing. Were, were you ever back here? there when somebody got frustrated because there was five cars in front of them to get to me, and they just said, oh, well, it's a two-lane road, and there's cars going both ways, so I'm just going to get so in the other lane to pass. Yeah. And they would come out and start coming at me, and I'm standing pretty much in the middle of the road, and I'd put my hand up, turn my head, and yell, hey, stop! And then I'd turn around and go back to talking to the other person in the same tone of voice I was. And then they would give me an answer real quick. So then I just started saying, I have one field that's close and dirty. I have one field that's uh, far and clean. Which one do you want? And then when they started hem-hawing, whenever I was getting backed up to the main road, mm-hmm. when they would hem-haw, I would just tell them to go to the main field so they would be there longer and maybe get stuck. Okay. So if I- they did not give me a decision quick, I just started forcing them out. Fantastic. Well, we did have that Corvette that started to turn into that field. And everybody just ran. <laughs> no! <laughs> I had one. Explorers diving had, in front of it. To get I had to one guy in a car that had been lowered. It was like actually lowered. And uh, I said, I need you to park in this field. He's like, no, I'm going to park up there. And I said, you don't want to park up there because you ain't coming out of there. He said, nope. I want to park up there. And I said, let me tell you something. If you go up there and you get stuck, I'm going to get on the radio and tell all of my guys they're not to help you. I will get you a shuttle, but you cannot park up there, and nobody I know is going to help you, and we're the only people here that is willing to help. Where you want me to park? <laughs> you did fantastic. I teased you and teased you and teased you, but I seen what was going on. You were like multitasking. You were bringing home the bacon, frying it up in a pan. Mm. <clears throat> bacon. I'm hungry. You guys want to talk about the International Order of Good Templars? Yeah, so there was a post about these guys on Reddit this week, and uh, apparently they are the anti-Shriners. They teach uh, no alcohol, no drugs. That's like their gig. Somehow they're loosely tied to us. And for some reason they're not around anymore. Hmm. Except in Sweden. They're apparently real big in Sweden. I don't know what those Swedes are doing, but apparently... They're not drinking, or apparently they like having support of a group to not drink or do drugs. Maybe we don't need them here because we have, uh, well, everything else. We have, yeah, <laughs> the bad Templar. I was thinking churches of different varieties. Yeah, yeah. My thing is, is like, I'm one of the one percenters of the Templars. That's where I'm going with that. Not the good Templars. 
I'm the 1% that's bad of the Templars. Have you received a chivalric degree of any kind? No. Mm. Well, then. Did, you just, did he just use a G word on me again? Is that what happened there? I was unfamiliar with it, but I didn't hear any throat clearing in there, so I'd okay. say no. no. Yeah, the, okay. the higher numbered degrees of the appendant bodies are referred to as chivalric degrees because mm. there's swordplay and, you know. Plumes on our hats. Swordplay. Now, this is starting to sound interesting. Well, so what kind fancy. of swordplay? You know, the knights. kind that just got made illegal, or any a degree, kind? any degree that has the word Actually, knight in it. I think that's still it illegal. Is I, I just swordplay? Realized, is? Like if you're in jail Sorry. and you get shivved, mm. it, would that be the Corner real Western. word? Is that how where that no. came from? Oh. I think so. Yeah, I'm just saying from that chivalry, changed. knights, titles, all that fancy well, stuff. But speaking of getting shivved in prison, I've decided that with the whole crazy thing and how people just automatically backed off and they realized I'm crazy, I'm also going to start carrying a sharpened toothbrush <laughs> uh, to go with this, just in case I need it, because I feel like if I'd pulled out a revolver, they would have been less scared of me than if I was still, you know, losing my shit at them and holding a sharpened toothbrush. His, his beard's all going everywhere from being out in the heat. Just get him a sharpened stick and some face paint. No, next year what we're going to do is we're going to get you a clipboard. We're going to get you a great big set of keys to carry on your on your hip there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to we're going to give you the whole uniform, blue uniform. We're going to let you wear the the, the baby blue, the reflective. You know, the little school patrol reflective thing that goes around a bit. Well, well, that one old man. Then, then they'll listen to The you. one old man, the one 60-year-old man, um, I found out later, he was with one of the uh, ex-army fraternities. <laughs> he was actually the vendor at that location. Oh, okay. And uh, so he had, you know, served some time overseas and I guess he had decided that although what I was saying was crazy, um, he saw that I was serious. So you're probably going to get a call from him today. <laughs> you looked a little too much like some brainwashed Viet Cong guy that was... Uh, I think... Just, no, I just, I just think he realized that, that I was ready for battle. And he was debating whether, well... Uh, no, I'm really not. I'm just going to put the seatbelt back on. The seatbelt's what killed it for me. Like, I would just shut my door... And act like I could get out again, but he just puts a seat. I just want to be clear. We're still going to argue, but I'm not I'm getting out of this vehicle. definitely not getting out of the car now. For sure. Yeah, so I don't know. We should start this here. Because I, I think we need that for after affair. That stuff got out of control last night. There was puking. There was crying. There was people mm-hmm. who could not walk. That is all business uh, as usual. That would have been me this time. Um, hey, you know that amphitheater where they held the reenactment you don't jason but i mean i went back there once oh you, so you know what i'm talking about though how awesome would it be to have because you're right there on the river and you've got that big hillside where people can can watch how awesome would it be to have an outdoor degree there no <laughs> it's funny that you should say outdoor degrees tony um yeah someone was just asking about it on the subreddit mm-hmm. we have them here uh, in our jurisdiction I guess 30 years ago or so, um, some outdoor degrees got a little out of hand. Mm-hmm. So now there has to be a Grand Lodge appointed monitor at any outdoor Master Mason degree. Does Bob count? He would be a good. Uh, guy Bob for would that. be a good one. But the one we've got, somebody who was vocal. Well, the one we've got coming up here, uh, I got the letter in the mail from the Grand Master, letting me know that I have been appointed as the monitor oh. for this year degree. It's a terrible idea. 
when all these Grand Lodge officials are going to be there, but I get to be the hall monitor. So I'm trying to find one of those like safety patrol belts from the elementary school kids, you know, the orange ones. Yeah, make sure to, everybody to gets wear a it out pass. so that everybody knows that uh, I'm the hall monitor at this yeah. event. Hey, hey, don't run, don't run, don't run. It's dark. Hey, hey, spit that gum out. Hey, if you're going to the bathroom, take a battle butter with you. Don't yeah. want to lose a man in these woods over here. That's that's not too much of a joke though. Those. I don't know if you've ever gone out to this one, but uh, we'll, have, is, we'll have a not an amber alert, but the senior alert for a yeah. dude that got lost in the woods. It is a uh, it is a dark, dark place at night because it's way back in the woods. No natural light or no artificial light for miles around. When yeah. it gets dark, it gets dark. I don't know. The outdoor degrees have never appealed to me. I feel like anybody that really wants to can sneak up and watch the whole thing. However, the one thing I have heard of that is awesome and I wish they still did is cave degrees where they had like a room in a cave that was kind of large-ish and they would do their MM degree in there uh, one time we were on a vacation and there's a room in that's called uh, which is the room where a lodge down there by that place used to hold that uh, often apparently they did it like four or five times a year now, someone was talking about the, uh, I guess the coolest one would be the lodges in Israel that actually get to go to the remnants of the first temple and do their degree there. Of course. So you are literally in the rubbish of King Solomon's temple. Of course he finds a way to tie it back to Israel. Come on, that's cool. The rubbish uh, of cool, King Solomon's temple. But. You don't got to bring out like the big paper mache blocks and whatnot. You, you're there. Right. <sighs> I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is cool. Let him have it. If you had said it, I probably would have been. Somebody said it, it on the in the comments. <laughs> I'm not the first person to point it out. No, but your pants got a little shorter when you heard about it. Well, yeah, but that's got nothing to do with with it being Israel. It's got it to do with you're doing the degree on the site that the degree is supposed to symbolize. Do you look over my shoulder like that on purpose? Yes. Just that he said the word Solomon. I think anytime he sees that word. Well, yeah. He does get it's, very... It's, that it's, a, it's a trigger for him. It, it is. A online persona of him is a variation of that name. As it should Every, be. As it should be for you. Well, you've already taken up one of them. How many things left? The trigger persona? The, the, the trigger. Oh, yeah. King yeah, Solomon yeah. is supposed to be like, revered. I thought I was like, are going to have the same username? How's that going to work? fraternity. Yeah, but it's like, it's more sexual with you. Yeah, it's... Oh, damn it, right on Right on cue. It's a fetish. We're it's trapped not. in this small room, asshole. Did you see what he ate? If that was my stomach, it would be in revolt, He just too. levitated off the chair. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, ate everything here. God. There's literally nothing left here. He's ate everything. You didn't eat the ice cream, did you? We need that. We've got a total of nine five-gallon bucks. <laughs> Fantastic. It was 13. Uh, what about... What How about, did we lose Four. What about side degrees? We lose twenty four. gallons of ice cream, Tony. He's been here for a while. Today. He couldn't right. have ate all that ice cream. That's impossible. He's a big guy. If he ate all that ice cream, he'd be dead. That'd be like you and I eating a carton of ice His cream. His blood would be more cream than blood. There's no way his body could process that much ice cream. That would kill a man. That, there's no way you could survive it eating twenty gallons of a lesser man. You don't. <laughs> you don't know what kind of of healing powers the chaplain has. Exactly. 
I just now picture him laying hands on his own stomach and smacking himself <laughs> in the stomach till he vomits a stream of ice cream six, seven feet away from his head. <laughs> it spins all the way around while he does it. I have been healed. The Lord purged me of this devil's cream. <laughs> I'm going to eat some more. <laughs> I'm going to get some more. Yeah. We got nine more drums. Right, what's uh, your favorite side degree? I'm not generally a big fan of side degrees. Horse trader's degree, past master's the degree. Hydroponics degree. Hillbilly degree. Have you ever taken any? Nope. Well, I did. We did that. Uh, we did the Pink Lodge that the Eastern Star does is here. Really? I got to be candidate at some point and do all that silly stuff and wear a dress. It was, yeah. That was fun. It was I mean, fun. maybe not for you, but No, I mean, I, I had a good time with it. I mean, it's it was all a big joke. We were raising some money for our Eastern Star chapter, and they needed some Masons to, you know, be the butt of the joke. So well, uh, me and Brother Squared took care of it. The beginning of that, while they good. were doing the uh, regular business of the lodge, hit a little close to home. Where they were arguing over spending 51 cents on something. <laughs> they did. But then they talked about what their account balance was, and I was like, that part is not true at all. We need that 51 cents. Like, I agree, we shouldn't be arguing over the 51 cents, but uh, we don't have that much money. Because it was like a million dollars or something. Like, nope. Oh, the lodge going to go broke. They, they were making fun yeah. of us. Like, we're sitting on a bunch of money and screaming about how yeah. we're going to go broke. Yeah. Except we're, we're this lodge. Is, well, they don't. To be fair. That. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. Never mind. They don't know that. That's the only one I've ever really done. I've heard about a lot of them. Uh, it's just not something that generally takes my interest. Unless you count the appendant bodies, which are all side degrees. Eh, that I'm not really counting those. I'm talking about ones bodies. that don't really have like a, no. a, a national organization. We've talked a few times about like starting a side degree, but uh, eh, it's just been idle chit-chat at this point. Well... I don't know. I, my favorite one's got to be the one in New York where the guy accidentally shot the one guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got my blanks mixed up with my live rounds. He's got two pistols, one in each pocket. One's full of blanks, one's full of uh, real bullets. What could go wrong? <laughs> oh, pulled the wrong one out. Well, they're trying to scare the guy, and they're shooting blanks, and no one has the common sense that even if this is blanks, he's blindfolded. Maybe I should just not point it at him just for yeah, the sake of general principle. Yeah, and... Dead. Wow. Shoots him in the yeah. forehead and is like, yep. whoops, I reached in the wrong pocket. Should have put the one blanks in the right pocket. I know I'm right-handed. Yep. That's on me, boys. That one's totally my fault. Screw Who's next? There. I did a lot of, like, track and field in high school. And you know they always start, like, the races with the with the blank going off of the revolver? Yeah. That guy has the sense to point it in the air. No, and, you like, point, he doesn't point it at the runners like, ah, it's blanks. I'm going to point it at him. No, nah, you point it at the fastest guy to make it, like, you handicap a little bit. You stand behind uh, the fastest guy aiming at him, and if a little piece of something falls out, you know, flies out and hits him, well, it's it's all good. See if he can win under adversity. That was always terrifying anyway. Like, because you're waiting on it. The anticipation was killing you. You're down in the starter brackets just bouncing if, up and down if Tony waiting. did that then it, when it went off he'd have a heart attack now. Yeah. can you yeah. imagine though there's three or four people going through that right <laughs> right yeah, the, yeah. That's, that, that was the first one and so you everybody else is like oh, your bl- oh okay well, I'm out oh shit <laughs> <laughs> you know what I changed my mind that's when you get up and do the dealer hand smack and walk away I'm out I'm out 
Or I'm worse yet, gonna, if they, I don't even need my stuff. I'm just going this way. <laughs> worse I, I yet, if they take all. you in one at a time, and in all the confusion, they forget about you in the room, and you're just in there <laughs> like the two of you. Is that a fucking ambulance? That's what I'm saying. What if two of them had been doing it at the same time? Are, th- are those cops? Why are they not coming out of this room? Oh, they're. It has to be just part of the joke. There's, there's, there's God, a lot. Taking a body out on that stretcher. They're These gonna, guys are committed. That's got to be a mannequin. <laughs> they're carrying this a little far. That blood looks real. We really why is that old man jokes in, about that right now? Why though? is that old man in handcuffs? That's then they forget about him altogether in there, and they just stay in there thinking that's part of the degree. It's like an overnight two stay. days later. <laughs> <laughs> or you know how how the way things are normally set up is that we have to do something. There's something we don't want to do. The way we choose who does it is we say not it, not it, not it. The, can you imagine they're sitting around saying somebody's going to talk to his wife? We're going to have to not it, not it. <laughs> That's. I think. Okay. I think it's more like you just don't say anything. You just close down your lodge and move. Just leave <laughs> town. Like, Take like off your ring. Up. Everybody. Sell leaves. your tie tech. Get out. Nobody. Of town. No. <laughs> uh, we support widows, but I, not the ones okay. we caused. <laughs> I, I hope this isn't an insensitive question, but did that dude get a Masonic funeral? Uh, I don't know. He wanted it after yeah, that. It was a, probably against the yeah, family's wishes was, at that point. Now. The, the full disclosure on this, for those that don't know, was this was this wasn't really a side degree. It was like a separate club thing they had. Yeah, it, it was, was the initiation to their social club. It was in no way endorsed. Oh, so or he, he known about by the Grand Lodge of New York. A master mason. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh, we're, no, know. it wasn't one of our regular. It wasn't. No, a it wasn't a side standard. degree at all. It was something that was made up. It, it was, was kind of like a side yeah. degree, but it was just for their club. So it's even more pointless. Awesome. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. All the side degrees are pointless. They're just fun. Uh, it was a really sad thing, but I, I I had to feel like if that happened at this lodge, what would happen is we'd all look at each other. One of us would go get a shovel. <laughs> Without a word being spoken, the cover-up would begin. Exactly. The guy would just, and, and then we would be Then we would call his wife and be like, hey, you heard from John? Because he never showed up tonight. Yeah, he was That's, supposed we're to We're worried here. about him. Um, then, been... But then she would probably be the largest recipient of any aid down through the years. Right. That we well, had. Oh, yeah. It's just we million-dollar <laughs> trust funds going to this yeah. one widow. No, but that's this. That's I love this lodge. We've uh... <laughs> somebody's in there. Somebody's heading to, to the hardware store to get the lime. Another guy's got a shovel. Everybody's you see got a their backhoe. You see a backhoe coming out from under the lodge. Which house? Which whose house are we going to? This time. This time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean this this particular lodge here is uh, known in and about these parts as a group of uh, just different characters than what you would normally see in a Masonic lodge. Did you say uh, we're bold? Bold and desperate, yeah. Mm. yeah. And desperate. But no, I, I, I guarantee this is why people come here. We get guys demitting from other lodges once they've come here and got to know us. Yeah. Because they think this is more of what I was looking for when I joined the fraternity. I guarantee you there's four uh, dudes who, if they see one of our uh, social club t-shirts, is going to walk to the other side of the street from now on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, it's... You know, we. I, I don't want to say we're we're the rebels... Of of local masonry, but we're we're, we're just we're different. Speaking we're of which, I got to tell different this story. kind of lot. Different. There I'm sitting out there with Josh and Marshall one day when we were having a big district conference here, and there's guys from all over the district in this building, and I'm sitting out there doing this and that, and I'm sitting at that table with them, and as all these guys come out that I don't know, and they've been looking at your cigarette rolling tubes over there, thinking we're in here smoking weed. 
making comments about it. Because it's like, we have like loose tobacco and rolling tubes over there. Little do they know. That Harlan does after Lodge, just to have something to do with his hands, he'll roll a cigarette, smoke it, then roll another one. It takes him like 10 minutes to roll it and get it right. And then it takes him five minutes to smoke it. And then he starts the process over. And uh, so they've been already been looking at it and making jokes about how we smoke weed in this lodge. You know, what's going on at this lodge? This is weird. And I'm sitting there next to Josh and Marshall. And as these guys we don't know who are making comments about that's walking past us. To these guys, but where they could hear it, I say, uh, you know, guys, I just can't find any good cocaine anymore. And they both give me this side-eyed, weird, what are you talking about stare. And I say, what, you know where to find it? Who's your guy? And those guys left just shaking their head, and I was laughing. <laughs> Not my masonry. Not my masonry. Awesome. Hope you enjoy the pancake breakfast, fellas. We'll be here every week. <laughs> so, uh, we only got one more thing. Do we? How are we doing on time? Are we going to have a whole show? Is this a show? Yeah, I mean, we're, 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 we're at time. What do we got um, here? I'm going to deal with an anti-masonic relative. Don't. That's <laughs> the easiest way to get. <laughs> um, to get over it. Well, the problem is, is this dude's anti-Masonic relative is not like a cousin or an uncle. It's his mom. So you kind of got to deal with that in some fashion. Um, But, uh, yeah, and he's worried about, like, her. She's threatening to show up to the lodge and yell at his friends. Which is a whole like next level you, crazy. Yeah, it's like middle school all over no, again yeah. when your mom shows up and you're sitting yeah. around a table with your buddies. And the dude's like, he's not young. He's like 31, 32 years old. And he's like, Gee, you know, I, it, she's going to show up, I think. And I'm worried these guys are going to be like, just like run me off because of this happening. And I'm thinking, no, they're not going to run you off. They're going to make fun of you about it from yeah. now on. Now, see, if he's from Pennsylvania, we would have fixed that problem for him if he came here. Because, uh, you know, somebody's mom showed up with her anti-Masonic stuff. If we had any idea she was coming, we'd have the black robes out and the oh, candles. and that the, would be terrible. I mean, we, we'd oh. go oh, with it. Oh, my Like, his life isn't going to get easier. He can Give still hang out attack. with us, but uh, I would be walking out with a goat. <laughs> just, just out in the parking lot, walking a goat around no. for no appearance. Well, no, I'm thinking like a baby goat so I can put it in the crook of my arm and say, you're cute, buddy, but you're only living about 20 more minutes. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, ma'am, sorry, you wasn't supposed uh, to hear that. I mean, I'm sure I could find a monocle to work with. I mean, we, we could play this up. <laughs> you wouldn't happen to know where I could find a virgin in this town, do you? <laughs> we're fresh out. There were only three. Are you staying for dinner? <laughs> How would you like your baby cooked? Uh, I don't think we I don't think we have anything else. And we've talked about the fair. I mean, we we're, talked we're about the fair some more. That? I'm not done talking well, about no, that. I'm, just, I'm stretching this out because we well, don't have anything else. I want to ask Bruce because Bruce is a Catholic. Well, and, uh, I, I mean, my mom's got a pretty strong Catholic background. Mm-hmm. And her whole side of the family is yeah. that way. And, I, you know, I, we had never talked about it. And I just assumed when I joined that she was going to have an issue with it. But I talked to her and she really didn't. I mean, I guess it all really more than anything depends on the relationship you have with your mother. I think that's it. I think this dude's mom thinks he's a screw-up. Right. And probably thinks he's screwing up again. Right. Whereas you... If she, if she trusts... Seemed well-informed about it. That you know what you're doing. Yeah. So if she ever, ever catches wind of the After Lodge podcast... Well, that's... He's going to be in trouble for a whole his different His life is reasons. over. She's been up here before. You've met her. Yeah, I've she met came her. Up yeah. No, I was talking about this guy's mom. The guy, on, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. the guy on Reddit is... Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. 
Send your mom to our show. Yeah, we'll straighten it out. Yeah. No, don't do that, actually. Uh, uh, well, no, do that, because I don't get enough crazy letters anymore. Uh, I need some more we crazy We haven't got any hate stuff. mail in a while. I was expecting the last show that we would get I something. I figured like, somebody would be really, really mad about the last show, and nobody. They just didn't care. And also, some dude posted on our subreddit about masonry and paranormal stuff, and this was like Thursday, yeah, the first oh, day of the man, fair. There was a topic on there that, uh, what's his name? posted that we were supposed to talk about that I completely forgot uh, about. That'll be on the next show. Yeah. We'll get it up. Um, but anyway, right. it's It'll not on, the on there. Show. Like, the dude posts it and then gets several comments and then he deletes it. I don't know why the thread disappeared. Like, he deleted it. I think he may have taken my comment seriously, which I did on a golf cart right before the fair opened, which was... Because uh, he was asking, like, you know... His my- master gave him some shit, too. Uh, maybe that's what it was. He was a new poster. Yeah. I feel bad. I, th- I feel like we ran him off. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think he. Got fellas, our full since the range last show came out, thing. we have twenty six new uh, subscribers to the subreddit <laughs> since those, that show was. Those published. are the ones that so didn't get like to the end of the show. They thought it was the real we're, deal. We're at uh, one hundred and eighty on the uh, subreddit, and if you assume that. You know, it's less than one percent of listeners that actually bother to go do that. That's mm, yeah, that's pretty good. But anyway, he was saying in his lodge, like the after lodge talk often runs to like paranormal stuff, and yeah. he's a skeptic and he doesn't yeah. believe in any of that. And he was wanting to know if that's like kind of like a subculture in most lodges. And there were some serious answers, like what's kind of Gordon went lodge you go to? I don't really know about. It. There's one dude who talks about UFOs and stuff, and I kind of roll my eyes and make fun of him, but right. he can still talk about it. And I think, I, I really hope my comment didn't run him off and he just didn't get it, because my comment was I've investigated many uh, instances of paranormal occurrences, uh, ghost, wolfman, uh, swamp monster, bog monster, which believe it or not, is different. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've always learned in every case is it's usually the old man who runs the amusement park. Right. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a fair to get back to. I feel like maybe he thought I was serious. No, I think because there were other, there were like two or three other people in there who were just talking about how dumb it was, and I think that maybe he didn't get what he was looking for when he posted that, so he just deleted it. Did he think like the hate was coming to him? Uh, I don't know, or that it none of it was actually hate. We were just making a joke out of everything like we do. Right. I don't think. I, I think it was that he never he really didn't got an actual realize. answer. It was just a bunch of yeah. people calling it dumb or making a joke. I mean. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to talk about ghost hunting after lodge every week. It's I like the fact that's that not as bad as politics, but it's yeah. it's pretty I bad. I like the fact that the guys are staying after lodge and talking about something. Though, how many lodges you see, they that's close true. down and hit the road oh, as fast true. as they can. So at least they're hanging around. It's better it, to talk about it, stupid stuff than yeah. And leave. if that's the case, if they're talking about that, they're probably like us. We go in cycles. There'll be times that we'll be talking about We've talked about some silly shit before. Ancient aliens or or fake moon landing. You know, it kind of goes. Y'all got me one day. Yeah. Y'all got me one day real good. We were over here one day after the breakfast, and y'all spent an hour talking about this program you'd watched the night before about <laughs> uh, a civilization on the moon. And I started making fun of y'all, and you said that you don't even understand there was a PhD on this show, and gave me all these reasons, and coming out of your mouth, for some reason, it was it sounded like something I needed to check into, because y'all really pulled off this I'm convinced act. <laughs> and it aired... It like I just wanted to see what it was about this show that convinced we you... We wasted an hour in your life. It was like a whole hour... 
And I got, and like the show aired like on a cable channel, so it wasn't like on demand or anything like this. And like I scour YouTube for an actual copy of this. Somebody I think copied with like a, like a, their phone held up to their television <laughs> through the whole thing. I got 15 minutes into it and I said, this is the dumbest trite I've ever seen in my life. And turned it off and was just like, well played, sirs. Well played. I went and looked it up. Well, it was like Ancient Aliens Retarded Brother. But it this, was horrible. If this guy's smart and he and he's a skeptic on this pair, then he needs to stay in there, talk with them, and just have a debate. What buy no let buy into it, buy into or it, ask silly and start qu- leading them. Yeah, or ask start. questions that makes them go. Well, oh, that doesn't make sense. Uh, why do I believe that? If that's hmm hmm. No, but you guys had me. And then, like, the first thing they talk about is a satellite dish on the moon, and they show a picture of it, and it's a damn crater like every other crater on the moon. And I'm like, are you serious? Are you really serious to me right now? I have read somewhere they found a face on Mars. A face? Did y'all see that? The picture of the face on Mars? And you know what happened there? We used to live on Mars. The Noah's Ark story is about a spaceship that we brought all the DNA of the animals and people here. That's what happened. Who says that? That's my own theory. That's not your theory. You can't think about how big Noah's Ark is in the Bible. Now, I believe in the Bible 100%, Tony, just like you. But me and you both know you can't put all them animals on a boat that size. But you can put samples of their DNA to clone them and make them new. And then you make Earth into the new Mars. Suddenly, that whole story makes sense. It's a spaceship, not a boat ship. Speaking of celestial things, uh, Tony and I got a unique opportunity on Wednesday night uh, after the sun went down, we were setting up for the fair, and uh, we got to hold hands on the back of his truck and uh, watch the convergence of Venus and Jupiter. It was romantic. Sweet. Were y'all sharing a wine slushy with two straws at that point in time? Uh, we or? stole some lemonade from the food vendor. Mm. Did y'all drink it with your arms intertwined like a newly married couple? No, no. Oh. We, we were spooning. We we held our own cups. There was oh, no okay. intertangling. So we're, it's before the Who fair. Who was the little spoon? Who do you think? <laughs> <laughs> this was before the ferry had opened. It was the night before. We're leaving real he just late. Wants yeah. to be held. And I happened to look over in this one direction, and I was like, "In Venus, no, it was Venus and a Jupiter were in convergence mm-hmm. and coming together, and they weren't actually as close together as they were because it was this was the day after, you know, mm-hmm. the, the closest they got together." And I was like, "Harlan, look, there's." Venus and there's Jupiter and see the bright one and see the other one and it's kind of and he's like yeah can, you can kind of see where one's a gaseous planet and one's a solid planet <laughs> how does that what and how does that how do you well no because one with the naked eye how do you oh. no if you looked really close the way the cloud cover was working is one of them was constantly bright like because it's Venus it's closer and it's just a constant star and the other one had real subtle fluctuations to it and you could tell it was further away and you could tell that it, it wasn't just a solid reflection. It was you could I point think, out which one was which just by I looking think at you're, them. Uh, Our astrophysicist over here. Well, no, I, I think his his prior knowledge has helped him fabricate the work that arrived <laughs> to that. Like he knows all these to be facts. Yeah, and that helped him fabricate the show your work part of that equation yeah. he well, just got. Yeah, yeah. No, right. But I mean, because I, I don't think if he knew that there was a planet called Venus or a planet called Jupiter, he'd be like, well, that one there is a gaseous well, planet, that one there no, is a No, I mean, you were, you were going to confirm what you were looking at. Like, I already knew what I was looking at, and it was just cool to watch, because when you know that, you can see it. When Science you're in action. It. The saddest part of it, though, and I haven't had the heart to tell him yet, 
There's actually that a, wasn't even it. It was like a it was satellite the star and <laughs> no, uh, an airplane because of the way where we <laughs> it were was at. A, it was swamp and gas the <laughs> and and often to the west that direction we were looking at. That was actually the the highlight that's over the sewer plant. Yeah. <laughs> over, <laughs> I believe that. And then further in the you can distance. tell one. You can tell one of them is. Closer. But what was flashing red? That should have been, <laughs> should have been a clue. No, no, that, that was Mars. <laughs> that was that was warding off aircraft. That was Mars. That was a cell phone tire Mars you were looking at. Mars was flashing at. red in the night. It was. <laughs> Did you notice when you drive it moved? <laughs> like Mars is really close tonight. Wow, I can drive and not see it, and turn around and come back, and then I see it again. I didn't know it was it that was close. Actually, Jason's house on the top. Probably. Of <laughs> Probably y'all were pretty close to Pikey Mountain this weekend. That was a good yeah, thing about was, that event. It took me like five minutes to get home. We were way out of our normal lodge territory. Yeah, I, I enjoyed we were down in another it. lodge's backyard. I enjoyed that part of it, but here's the part I did not enjoy: is finding out what kind of people live in my vicinity. Uh, May, I, I may be putting Pikey Mountain up for sale. The whole mountain. There might be coal in the center of it. I'm not sure yet. Maybe we get some kind of geologist in there for a study or something. How can you tell if there's coal in the mountain, Harlan? Is it is it like look farther away the mountain at nine or? You know your old neighbor that like comes up hobbled with his hunchback every week and tries to buy your property. Yeah. And then he runs off screaming. There's gold and then there hills. Yeah, I just thought he was Alzheimer's Crazy. or something. That's usually how you know. If there's more than one of those, oh, okay. it's it's fair to assume there's something under there. I just, well, I mean, there's a lot of limes, too. Mm. There's also, like, seismic readings that you can take. For coal? Machine that oh, you mean, like, the radar thing? He doesn't need that. He's got that's that He's got that forked stick that he goes mm-hmm. out and he carries yes. around and waits on the bed. That only tells him where water Hey, no, is. wait a minute. Y'all make fun of that if you want to, but I know a guy that can do that. And I've seen him do it. I've seen him, because you know where I live, There's there wasn't city water till last year. And I've seen him walk on a place somebody was building a house with that stick and walk around and then say, dig your well right here. And he'd tell you about how far it was down. And then they would dig it. And he's so good at it that the well company will tell people to give him a call. Like they carry his cards with him and tell him to give him a call. Now, what I found out later was that that whole area sits on a sheet of limestone and it draws out of a common pool, basically, of water. Okay. So he's usually right in our particular county because there's pretty much water under the Everywhere. whole thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I can do that without a stick. In, our, in, in, in my city, the big city, I just walk around, and wherever there's a pink X spray-painted yeah. on the ground, I'm like, there's yeah. a source of water. It's four feet down right there. And you see a manhole, and you're like, right there. Well, that's well, that's a dead giveaway. It says your town water company, and you're like, I think there might be some water in there. Yep. Dig deep. You fill it. In your bones, so to speak. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, shut Harlan's, Harlan's already <sighs> shut it down. He's leaned back and picking I mean, it I, I got nothing else on his face. So. I'm, I'm tired. We it's all been are. a long weekend. Yeah, because it's just, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, buddy. Well, enjoy your vacation, buddy. I'm uh, <sighs> going back to work tomorrow. Vacation. It's going to take me like a week to, to just recover. I'm telling you, I've never hurt this bad in my life. Like, every bone, like, every hair follicle is screaming in agony today. Mm-hmm. I got up, and, and like, it, it seriously, like, I really wanted that alarm to go off, and I was looking for stuff to throw at it as I was trying to walk, because I couldn't walk fast enough to it, because everything hurt. So all you guys that want to make up so all funny? the excuses as to why you can't listen to the show, 
What? We put together the show in this condition. Yes. All you got to do is listen. Yes, because that's exactly how we want people to listen to our show is through <laughs> guilt. <laughs> it's what he's, I do. He's Jewish, dude. What, <laughs> oh, yeah. never mind. I forgot it was a racial trait. Ah, I hate all of you. Reverend Chaplin, you got anything left to say? I'm going to eat a cookie on Mike. Good job this week, guys. Just good job. Thanks, Chappie. Hey, Tony, would you like just one more oatmeal cream pie? <laughs> if you could just move your pointy boot so I could get that quarter. All right, folks, this has been what is episode 79 of the After Lodge podcast. Brought to you by Canada Dry Tin. Same great taste, only 10 calories. How come they wouldn't sponsor our fair? They pay for the show, but they wouldn't no send idea. us any Canada Dry for the fair. We kicked Big Red out yesterday, so I don't know. Yeah, we did. I fired them, too. Yeah. Anyway, you can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. You can email us at afterlodgegmail.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Find us on IRC, because IRC is still hip. I don't care what they say. At irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. And, of course, the best place to find us is on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. So go get a Reddit account. Subscribe to our subreddit. It makes me feel good about life. That's it. Bye. Later. <laughs> Later.